0: This podcast is brought to you through a partnership between the Tennessee Early Intervention System and the Treatment and Research Institute for Autism Spectrum Disorders. My name is Amanda Spies. I'm a behavior analyst at Triad, and today I'm joined by Connie Kasha. She's the director of early learning programs at Middle Tennessee State University. She has worked in the field of early childhood education for 25 years as a teacher, coordinator, and director of a variety of early childhood programs serving children from birth to age 5. Her passion is providing tools to adults working with young children to assist them with understanding children's social and emotional development. She received her master's degree in early childhood special education at MTSU. Welcome, Connie. We're glad to have you here today. Thank you. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good this morning.
1: Great. Glad so to be here.
0: good. Yeah. Um, so you've prepared a little bit to talk about what you're sharing here at BBP. Hi building best practices so if you don't mind will you share just a little bit of
1: sure so I've been involved with the states it started out as initiative it's now it's a project I'm building strong brains Tennessee and the focus is on um, how we support young children's learning as well as looking at um, adverse childhood experiences or aces um, as they're referred to and helping us recognize Um, what's happened to children versus what's wrong with children. Um, Our focus, as I said, is on um, brain architecture. So we want to look at how children's early experiences build synapses in the brain. We know that as a um, builder of homes, It's easier to build it right the first time than it is to go back and remodel. So we want to help educators and families better understand how to help children make great connections early on um, as it progresses into how they they learn early or later on in life. some of the statistics around uh, young children um, that we know is that opposition defiant disorder children um, from ages um, three to twelve six 0.5% to 16% of children in the United States have been identified as having oppositional defiant disorder. There's an estimated 20% of American children and adolescents same ages or a little bit older, ages 9 to 17, have a diagnosable mental or addictive disorder. And you know, we think that, that's pretty high, that's um, high when we think about that. Um, and we know that the impact of poverty plays a role in that. So um, about 45% of those children um, a- a live in poverty. And then 50% of those children um, get suspended or expelled or drop out of school. And so part of the um, Building Strong Brains Tennessee focus is on let's start early because we know it's going to impact education, it's going to impact productivity and um, lifelong health. So again, starting early. Um, We also know that students with emotional disturbance reported use of alcohol, illegal drug use, and marijuana use um, more so than than their peers. And so again, it goes back to the practices and our mental health early on and and how it impacts the rest of our lives. Um, So the the good news though, is that there are some evidence-based practices that help support uh, children Getting through these experiences and so we want to make sure that we're helping educate families providers child early childhood providers the community About the importance of the early years and what they can do to help support that
0: That's great. Thank you for sharing that.
1: Absolutely. Some of the other things that we look at are um, children that are hard to manage Mm -hmm. um, at ages three to four, that that they have a high probability of continuing to be hard to manage as they get older. And um, three and four year olds, it's a little bit more manageable in terms of the size, Mm -hmm. but as they get larger, it gets to be um, an issue that we have to deal with. So we try to focus again on those early ages. So the impact of adverse childhood experiences uh, plays a role in these statistics. So children that are um, involved with or part of the family where there's abuse or neglect, um, where a family member's been incarcerated, mom has been abused, um, the family, um, mom has mental depression or has some mental illness. These are some of the major factors that um, uh, medical researchers um, discovered that were impacting um, not only the health of uh, adults but also the behaviors that they choose um, to participate in and their ability to be a, um, a well-rounded citizen mm-hmm. you know, for their community. So um, and many times people say, well, what does building strong brains have to do with me? I work at a bank or um, at the grocery store. Well it impacts everybody because children are our future. Mm-hmm. Um, here in Tennessee children make up three percent the birth to three um, population make up three percent of the population here in Tennessee mm-hmm. but they're going to make up a hundred percent of the adult population at some point as as they grow and mature. Um, so we want to make sure to educate everybody on those experiences and what what they can do to help support that. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so do you want me to talk more about the pieces of the Building Strong Brains? Yeah, I would
0: love that. So okay. because we're right. here, this conference is for early interventionists, what tools okay. and strategies can they take to the home to help right. teach caregivers about ACEs and how that can impact their child's development or even how the ACEs may have
1: impact, impacted the parent as right. well? So one of the one of the big tenets of building strong brains, um, and a lot of this work comes out of the Harvard. I'm um, gonna say it wrong now. The, the developing child. Mm -hmm. Um, at Harvard. And um, one of the big pieces that they talk about is what they refer to as serve and return. Mm -hmm. And so it's that back and forth conversation that families have with their children or um, child care providers. We want to make sure that they're engaged with the children, that um, they've got um, that back and forth kind of conversation. Because we've seen many times that Um, children are spoken to rather than with and so we want to make sure that when the baby smiles that mom's smiling back at them so that they're getting that connection Mm -hmm. that when a baby coos or babbles that the mom coos or babbles so they're they're modeling for that child what it looks like Mm -hmm. um, and really building that connection so one of my favorite um, quotes is from Yuri bronfenbrenner who looked at um, the whole community well looks at the family and the community and the state how we all support but um he says that every child needs at least one person who's crazy about them and so we want to help providers help moms see themselves as that person mm-hmm. um, and if they're not because sometimes families have so many things going on that they want to be that person but they just can't at that time mm-hmm. and so it could be that um, EI that when they come in there that they're making that connection with that child or it might be a grandparent could be a teacher as they get older but we want to make sure that children have that sense of trust When social goes back to Erickson yeah. and um, know that there's somebody there that's going to help them um, mm-hmm. through an- anything that's happening um, the other thing to help families with is stress. So w- right. we all know, <laughs> you know, the impact of stress. Yes. Um, so po- there's, there's really three types of, of stress. Um, positive stress, which is kind of a good thing. Um, so it kind of keeps us motivated, keeps us going. Um, so getting up in the morning and you can't find your car keys. All right, so that's kind of that stress. Um, I need to get somewhere and, um, you know, You find them. So you're stressed for a little while, but then your body goes back to normal and and things go on. And then they have what's called tolerable stress. And that's a little more um, impactful, lasts a little bit longer than that positive stress. And so we wanna help um, families see the difference between positive stress and then the next level, which is toxic stress, Mm -hmm. is the impact of having somebody for support we all go through traumatic experiences in our life, whether um, somebody gets hurt or sick, somebody Mm -hmm. dies, going through a divorce, all of those things impact us at some point in our lives. Mm -hmm. But the difference between the people that can get through that are those that have somebody that can sympathize or empathize with them and help them through those experiences. And so we wanna help families recognize um who is their support person Mm -hmm. and i know teis is really big on family supports and making sure that families have somebody that can help them kind of like that one person for them as well um that will help get them through that and then, of course is that toxic stress and children that live um, day to day not knowing where their next meal is going to come from who's going to take care of them um, where they're going to live those children are in a constant state of stress and so their brain connections aren't working in terms of cognitive thinking. They're thinking more from an emotional state and it's more an immature um, way of looking at things but it's it's what they know. And so we wanna help calm their brain cells Mm -hmm. and help them think things through rather than react emotionally with what's happening with them um so we, we really focus on those things and then um, try to help young children develop executive function okay. um, and the term that we like to use with that is air traffic control or to think about so the air traffic controller is the one that's keeping planes from running into each other yeah. right <laughs> we need those people <laughs> really and important. yes very much so and so we want to make sure that um, Children start to develop those concepts as well because you know they get a lot of demands on them. You yeah. know, it's time to brush your teeth. It's time to put on your pajamas. It's time to um, go to bed. You know, all those processes. So it's like, what do I have to do first? Mm -hmm. to prioritize those things and and not feel just totally overwhelmed with with decisions so helping them set some goals you know and expectations so helping families develop routines really helps in Mm -hmm. that executive function piece and helping them understand um, what has to happen and and the process and the order and then making decisions that are, are best for them because sometimes if they get too caught up with too many demands on their time, they don't know what to do or how to react. So we wanna help them um, do that. And I, th- I think, again, so we have these practices that can help, but we also want to um, help families recognize that, um, that they are resilient. Um, many people are resilient. Uh, there's lots of different levels depending on how you look at things and mm-hmm. your resilience. But we don't want anybody to think that, well, because these things happened to me early on, that I'm stuck. Right. Um, so that there is hope um, for getting out of that. And we want to make sure that um, the practices that we talk about will help change the trajectory for families. I, I like to talk about Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, you know, he best if the balls go into the basket, he can put his hands up and stop the trajectory. And so we need to be that Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and and change the trajectory of what's happening with young children. Um, A a big piece of um, the Building Strong Brains and and ACEs is helping people rethink when they encounter children or families with difficult situations. And instead of saying what's wrong with you, Mm -hmm. to say what's happened to you and let them tell their story. And so we can learn from what's happened to them how we can help and best support them. Yeah. So, very important. Yeah. Thanks. Well, again, thank you so much for sharing that. Is there
0: anything else that you can think of? Um,
1: no, I just know our. our Early interventionists do an amazing job with families. Uh, we had a great speaker this morning tell her personal story of, of success for her child and always being positive, um, thinking about what can happen mm-hmm. rather than what can't happen, or you know taking the defeatist kind of attitude for it. So exactly. um, positive outlook on life. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's very beneficial. Yeah. Thanks. All right. Well, thank you, Connie. All right. Thanks. I look forward to going to your talk later. Okay. Um, appreciate that. No problem. And that concludes this podcast.